Hey girlies, welcome to Crisis Twink, the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies. Whether it's a flop album, an insane headline, a problematic fave, or just something that needs to be urgently discussed or you'll die, we're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs. My name is Drew Haskins, and I'm the only twink who can save a culture in crisis. Joining me today are two drag race historians and fiancés of the pod. It's Pat Holland and Kevin Cleland. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. hello. <laughs> and then everyone's like, ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> As if they don't yes. know what's going to happen every yeah. damn episode. Yeah, run over from table. Like, what's that creaky door? Um, <laughs> how, are, how are you guys doing? Uh, I have never been better. Yeah. That's not true at all. But, I was about to say, we are, we are swimming in drag race content. Yeah, Jobs I, falling at the wayside. It is, it is a race to keep up, but, but we're thrilled to be in it. It's exhausting. I'm it exhausted. Is, it is I, really exhausting. Like, to yeah. have a full-time job slash school and to keep up with two franchises at once like i feel i i'm working 28 hour days over here like it's I, not good truly yeah no like like i said before i am not caught up in canada i feel like i'm shirking my duties by not yeah it's 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 tough well we'll get into like the meat of everything in a little bit. Oh yeah. Are, no, are you I'm guys just... watching content you're actually enjoying right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I'm, not, I'm not sure if I I'm not sure if I am, honestly. Watching any content that you're enjoying? No, I like I you guys are not housewives gays and like housewives has been firing on all cylinders <laughs> across all cities right now. Like Bake Off has been pretty good this season. We've been doing Bake Off. Okay, I've been enjoying I, that. Are you yes. guys caught up on Bake Off? I think we are one behind. One okay. Behind. Just went home. Uh, Freya. Freya. Oh, fu- yeah. Home. Also, fuck yeah. that. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I love her. I always really, really like like the Mean Girls on Bake Off, and she was so cool. And I, I she was like, your, she was like your Gen Z dream. Yeah. Like, like yeah. we did the math, and she was born in two thousand two. <laughs> Which is like hard to hear, like really, yes. really hard yeah. to hear. But like I do, I did really like her energy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a as a, like a pretty big baker myself. Like, I'm yeah. not usually a huge fan of like vegan baking or like gluten free baking from like a taste perspective. But, like everything Same, she generally. made looked really good. It did, yeah. I would say it's like functionally operating on the show with a self-imposed handicap, which in and of itself is a unique challenge, especially yeah. for some of the weeks that were very, very much like unique, like vegan challenges. Oh yeah. So she did it well from that standpoint. That being said, I've still warmed up to like Jurgen, that that weird little nugget. Yeah. Love him. Love him. Um, <laughs> I uh yeah, I mean Giuseppe's great, Christelle's great. Love, yeah, love. On a Chigs, Chigs, great. Also, so hot. Hot, hot. yes. Give give Mm -hmm. it up. Let's hear for the boy. Um, Honestly, all of them have been great. Like, there's been some, like, outs, too, that I've really... Like Maggie was oh, charming. Yeah, was, I like mm-hmm. I hate it when the bakers are like hyper traditional or whatever and don't like mm-hmm. yeah. And every, well, every week it was like yeah, she was super traditional. And if you're gonna do tra- traditional, you have to do it 
very excellent. Yeah, and yeah, it was always <laughs> nothing of the sort. Um, yeah, which is tough, but like I liked her. It just you She's know, lovely. time ran out. But I'm also this is I think the best season they've had in a while too because I was kind of down yeah. on the I guess last what was last year? Who was last year? I'm trying last, to think. Yeah. Last year was like so, um Lottie. No, Lottie's the only one I remember from last year. Yeah, la- last year was not like a great year. Two years ago, it was like David and Steph. Yeah, that's and, right. and that that's was a great right. season that ended that crazily. That ended, yeah, the, the full Steph. The, the Steph meltdown at the end there was, was rough to watch. Hard to watch. Like, yeah. LeBron in the fourth quarter. I don't know if that was a good I don't understand. Or not, but like, it was, yeah, it was, I don't just even a, know if that was the right basketball player, but like, it was. Just a, a flurry of bangs and tears. Yeah. Um, like, God, those, ba- like, impressive architecture on those bangs. Like, much yes. like for cakes, like, those bangs were mm-hmm. structurally sound. Like, yes. <laughs> if I had bangs, like, you guys have seen me with, like, longer hair than I currently yes. have now like but if I had her bangs constantly like threatening to go in my eye like I would I would be blind like I don't know how she does it well, that's why she had such like a smoky eye eyeliner to uh, to melt like it was yeah, like yes. ombre like the hair was <laughs> yes. going into the eye. yeah yes and have hair constantly hanging in your face and also have flawless looking skin is also uh uh, a form of witchcraft that I've not yet learned. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but wait, turning turning to a slightly different thing. So you're talking about great TV mm-hmm. um, and also things that are wonderfully queer. Um, have you been watching the other two? Yes, love <laughs> yeah, the yeah. other two. Yeah. Yeah, other two was fantastic this season. And to get that and hacks nearly back to back. Yeah. Has mm-hmm. been... HBO Max uh, comedy machine is... Mm-hmm. Doing, oh, doing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um I just introduced my boyfriend to Search Party last mm. night too, which is also part of the Max Machine. That's such a just, blind spot for me. I should have watched. Would, if you that, like Hacks yeah. and the other yeah. two, you would like Search Party. Like it's mm-hmm. a little, it's it's super 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 funny and has like mm-hmm. a lot of like you know the queer alt comedy staple people like John Early, yep. like Kate Berlant, like great, great cast. Of course. Yep. Um, with like a mystery element to it, like super bingeable. But we have you guys watched you on Netflix? <laughs> no, I, okay. I, I haven't, uh, but I feel like I've heard enough about it to be up on the cult- cultural It's the worst show to talk yes. about because like it just the name, like I know why it's called why what it's called, but like it really is so intentionally confusing that they've decided to name it that because like yeah but one of the actresses from the new season of you is also in search party and she's so phenomenal on mm-hmm. both okay. and she really deserves more more stuff more stuff mm-hmm. shalita grant for those who are wondering she's phenomenal okay but uh, yeah four. other other two was fantastic this hbo max i think is the best i i agree right now yeah, yeah. Like, i feel like um i mean we're you, you know we love like marvel and star wars and that kind of stuff so like mm-hmm. great but if you want like i don't know just quality programming for adults and i also feel like especially i don't know i feel like a lot of the streaming services are not pushing comedy or i guess like or hard comedy really like yeah. comedy that's intended to make you laugh 
you don't see much of that on the on the others, at least right now. Like so, I think HBO Max is really doing a good job there. Now they're doing, doing like really good. Like I mean, I guess it's fair to say, considering like half of their stuff is like Comedy Central. Yeah, shifted like, over yes. to the service, but like they're doing like really like old school like Broad City humor right now in a way that yeah. I feel like is like so nice to see. Like, mm-hmm. and I mean I don't know. I hacks is very like HBO y, I guess. Yeah, but, like that's still like so funny though. So funny, yeah. So funny. Um, I still maintain the funniest I've laughed all year was the scene in Hacks where Caitlin Olsen is playing Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, fully <laughs> screamed. It, yes, it was my favorite thing. I I just, yeah, so good. Yeah, I, I don't often, like, laugh out loud when I'm watching shows Same. by myself, yeah. but I was fully hooting in my apartment <laughs> at that scene. Like, so I just, I love Caitlin Olsen, though. Like, she's oh. just always consistently... Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of funny ladies, I think we need to move <laughs> on to our first segment, um, which is theme today. We are going to play Go Call the Governor. Okay. So I'm going to present you with three extremely recent cultural scenarios, and you are going to decide whether or not the governor needs to be called. <laughs> there are no wrong answers here, but your choice is binary. Does the governor need to be called or not? Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Yes. Oh, you know what else is, is on great. HBO Max, by the way? Dude. What? Sorry. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. We, we did. <laughs> we, also, we did watch it. We did also on our television. And yeah. Okay, I also watch on my and... TV, and we did. I did talk about it in the last episode of this podcast. But um, Dune fucks. Um, everyone needs to go <laughs> oh, watch that. Dune fucks. The, but know? the number of the number of cinema gays that have yelled at us for watching it at home is. Yeah. Okay. Number. Well, so, some of us yeah. have jobs. Some some exactly. of us have rent to pay. Okay. Yeah. I'm so I'm sorry that I did not go to an IMAX screen. Um. Okay. Well, we need yes. we need Calling to the get, play the yes. game. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. This We're is the first. Our own answers, not <laughs> right. Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. First scenario. Lady Gaga says she would have been a combat journalist if she weren't a pop star. Does the governor need to be called? Uh, I say no, the governor does not need to be called. I speak on this, please. I um, I, <laughs> I feel like Lady Gaga, you know, I think she, <laughs> she's scrappy. Um, she, I, th- I think she has the, <laughs> the, the ability to, to fend for herself and she can, do what she wants and if she if she feels like that's what was potentially one of her callings that she has missed out on then more power to her yeah so i i have to say so i have different reasons but i also do not think the governor needs to be called because i do think this is somewhat obvious then yeah no this makes sense i've seen lady gaga wear wear combat boots with many many outfits Mm -hmm. they look great she's prone to to all manner of disguise I think she would she would do that quite well. She already has a very meandering accent. It'd be very hard to place her. Um, uh-huh. So I, I think she'd do quite well in, in foreign soil, giving us reports back. Um, and not only that, she obviously has the, the entertaining quality we expect from a reporter. So no, yeah. I think she's got it all down. This seems this seems obvious to me. No, I, I think I I think I was the opposite before you guys sold me on this. Like I'm now envisioning her like. 
She's like a master of disguise with like a yes. notebook and a pen, like just scribbling things down. But then doing like USO like shows for the boys at night. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, mm-hmm. I'm now picturing her in, in like a ghillie suit, but it's kind of a cape. Like oh, not, yeah. yeah. Very, not, not full body yeah. coverage. Very no, not at all. Like, yes. Very chic. And like underneath, it's the bra from the Alejandro video that's just like yes. the machine. Gun. <laughs> she can fend for herself. She needs to defend herself. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Stephanie Germanata, reporter at large. Um, where in the world? Where in the no. world? Well, that's a good segue into the next cultural scenario. Lady Gaga says she found it, quote, impossible to do an Italian accent with blonde hair. Does the governor need to be called? This is, of course, uh, she's referring to House of Gucci, in which she has blonde hair. (laughs) Yes, yes, the governor needs to be called. Uh, (laughs) I, I, the idea, I I feel like (laughs) the idea that I, I, you're just discounting, I feel like, the entirety of Northern Italy there, because th- that... Well, not so fast, because... Yeah. So, so we've all seen the trailer, like, her accent goes in and out. There's yeah. a, a follow-up quote she gave was, like, I changed my accent to highlight different regions depending on when I felt it was appropriate depending on when I thought this character would speak like this and I'm like that's an incredible excuse for not nailing that for not being able to be consistent with your accent I mean so this is this is related to my previous answer yes the governor needs to be called desperately um because again she has trouble keeping her accent straight in real life let alone on camera when you hear Lady Gaga talk, you have the performative voice, mm-hmm. and it really transitions all around to some unique territories of Europe, various parts of North America, and other places. It becomes hard to play. So if you're to try and tell her to like stick to one for an entire film, it's not shocking, but still deeply upsetting. It just—it's funny that like she tried out all those Italian accents and landed smack dab in the middle of Eastern Europe. So, like, <laughs> yeah. it, do you guys remember on um? season seven of drag race when like miss fame was trying to do donatella versace and she was like yes. all down boots or whatever boots. like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it went movie. hardcore russian yeah like, hard full, russian full russian yeah mm-hmm. it I'm is ex- it, yeah i'm excited cool. to watch two and a half hours of her doing that like i will be <laughs> i will be in the theater opening day for this like for that's, sure that's another one that i w- wish was on hbo max but yes oh, yeah. probably also be in the theater yeah yeah. I think it's oh maybe it's not universal I don't know if it's on like Peacock or I, something maybe I I'll... think it's um no it's not it's someone it's not it's like an MGM or something like that like oh, well fuck yeah, that I think yeah we're fuck MGM on this podcast JK <laughs> I would love I would love a job um okay so <laughs> final scenario and maybe the most outlandish one um Lady Gaga says she walked around the Capitol the day before the inauguration looking for evidence of the insurrection. Does the governor need to be called? So so I'm going to say, so the governor absolutely needs to be called. As we already established, Lady Gaga has all the makings of a fantastic investigative and combat reporter. And so because of this, I expect that she not only uncovered 
a master plan. And there was one that was uncovered that was foiled by the FBI prior to the inauguration. And I like to believe that she was the one who actually did this. So yeah. no, the governor needs to be called because they need to be informed of all of her important findings. Yes. 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 So I'm in a similar mindset, but I'm going to say no, ah. because I, 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 I trust in, in Stephanie to, to handle things, to be able to figure out what's going on. The governor doesn't need to get involved. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think she's got it handled. She's going to black ops, James Bond this, yeah. half the bucks. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. I think, mm-hmm. mind you, these three scenarios were all from the same interview. Like, she's really back on her bullshit. Like, right now, <laughs> thank God. Um, I think that we should swap out Joe Biden for her. Yes. I think it's time. Yes. What I'm hearing from these, what she's saying is that she will get things done. She has the investigative drive to Mm -hmm. actually enact real consequences in this country. She has a vested interest in foreign policy and and global warfare. Maybe Afghanistan wouldn't have gone the way it went if had Stephanie (laughs) been in charge. Um, In her shifting accent work, I mean, that's, she can, Pokemon go to the polls with that. She can campaign and in various mm-hmm. parts of this great nation and appeal to people of our, all stars and stripes and stuff like put on a southern mm-hmm. accent in alabama mm-hmm. she'll, on, yeah she'll just be she'll fit in wherever she is yeah. and make the people around her her feel comfortable it's yeah. true she opened negotiations with the closed country of chromatica yeah she's she's had a very long and storied service and ultimately music is our global shared language mm-hmm. it is. i don't yes. know what i mean by that but like, music music is infrastructure yeah, nice I don't know what I mean by that. But. Like, I I do I do feel very strongly that like she should be she's like one of the few people on earth who can like actually fix us because she's one of the few people who's insane enough to actually like throw everything at the wall and just see what mm-hmm. sticks. Um, yeah, it is true. No, I'm, yeah. I'm glad she's like doing heinous shit in the media again like I really I I know it's like fun when she's like tasteful and like yeah or when she's like being like the Avon lady and like trying to sell us like house labs products and stuff but it's like nice to have her back being like just a really what, what do you think movie. about what do you think it is about the 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 Gucci press tour that's really bringing this side of her back out again well she wants an Oscar another Oscar she wants the <laughs> acting Oscar she wants the yeah, okay yeah <laughs> according to gold derby she's the favorite right now which i don't know if i i watched the same trailer that they all did and i don't know if i would have guessed that but yeah i i I wouldn't be mad in that scenario i just don't see it right now with the information i have i was about to say i mean at this point like she gave TikTok, Twitter, and the gays the, I'm not a particularly ethical person, but I am fair. So I think it's done. Like, that's it, right? That's all we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and, then the, and then the newest Supercut trailer, she's in what I believe is a fat suit and a flannel shirt, um, which has <laughs> been a great screenshot making the rounds right now i, I just seen that yet. i have not yeah. so we're like doing like a throwback to like tyra back in that uh that historic interview yeah um tyra she looks kind of like um when i say this with the wig i don't mean this as any sort of like size this anything she is giving a little bit of like calorie kardashian williams um <laughs> And I uh, say that you know what? I'm in sure the most neutral be way. Gaga. 
Yeah. It's a, it's a bus driver wig for sure. And <laughs> some, some suspicious padding, let's say, but we'll... That's true. I remember all the rowdy old wigs that my bus drivers wore. Oh yeah. Now. <laughs> I'm in my best bus driver wig right now. So give them a little, <laughs> a little flush. Okay. We, <laughs> we, we need to get into the meat of today's episode. Um, yes. But we're going to take a quick break first. So we will be right back. And we are back. Let's move on to this episode's cultural emergency. Pat, Kevin, what are y'all rushing to the ER today? We are rushing to the ER Drag Race UK Season Series 3. Series Series 3, yes, yes, as they say across the pond. Uh, There are are foul things afoot, and Rue's in a foul mood, and we have to talk about it desperately. I have some thoughts that need to be expelled. Yeah, so I I consider you two two of the preeminent drag race historians of our time. Like, you guys truly have an encyclopedic knowledge of the franchise that few people have. And I I couldn't think of pretty useless anyone better to come on and <laughs> break down what like how unsatisfying the season's been so far like yeah we've been we've been talking about it like amongst ourselves as we've been watching and I don't know, like there there are a lot of I feel like it's, it's a lot of compounding reasons I feel like but I'm, I'm curious before we jump into it if you have any like theories or should we just be we're happy to fire yeah. away if yeah. you'd like to hear like, but what I there is um there is one theory I saw online from today proposed by dear 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 friend of the pod Tyler Danucci who is <laughs> I, he's like the fourth ghost in this <laughs> in this zoom right now um that proposed that like this season was supposed to be so heavily built around Victoria and or Victoria Scone and Veronica Green mm-hmm. that their absences have just left people with no story, which is why the season feels so like aimless right now. And I, I definitely, I think that is like part of it. I don't think that's the whole thing, but I think that really struck yeah. me as very interesting. So Tyler and I were, or yeah, we were texting with him about that today. <laughs> like those, those words today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I think I, I partially agree in a couple of senses and the first sense like i do agree i think a lot of the season was built around victoria scone i think that was a very unexpected loss for them veronica green i am less bought in on because they because they did the double shante the week after veronica green went home i feel like if they really wanted to build a season around her they just would have, could have brought her back done that yeah mm-hmm. um i think i think that was their I, I think that was their kind of like, ooh, a shock early elimination um, that just ended up backfiring on them with how the subsequent episodes have been going. And not yeah. only that, I think the other big challenge has been like, even if you take them out of it, some of the folks that you think are definitely going to be the front runners have just underperformed or they lost it just the moment where there's no going back on this. Yeah. So like when you look at like Veronica Green and that lip sync, there was no way in the world in which she won no. that. There was no coin flip. There was no way. There was no producer shenanigans that was going to save her. She just flat out lost it. And even looking at like this most recent episode, like Teresa, 
we didn't get the shocking ending we were going to get. There was no way Teresa won that lip sync, which no. was also, I think, something that took them by surprise. Because I think they expected the comedy powerhouse that she was. And she had been. She's been very much one of the narrators of the season. And I think that's one of the hard losses we're having right now is like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, who's going to be talking us through? I mean, thank God we got Kitty, like, Kitty Scott Claus. But she, it's going to be rough. the only one who's like, I would want to win at this point like i like scarlet harlot a little bit even though she's like the like the villain of the season i guess at this point but like there Mm. it's weird to think there are like i believe how many four more episodes that yeah there yeah i think there are five queens left so we're gonna get mathematically i think we are due for one more episode without an elimination because this yeah, is a 10 or episode potentially season. Or, a returning, or queen. a returning queen i think because we lost victoria and we've had this double elimination could set it up for that although it is interesting it does feel like yeah. rue is very much taking like her personal feeling into this like uh when it comes to one giving us no winner in the last uh, or in the previous episode and then his most last one doing the double elimination which I will say, I don't even know if that was 100% warranted, but she's feeling some kind of way about this. So I don't know if she's even going to be excited to give anybody a second chance um, or yeah. if they're just going to make it work as is. I, I thought that lip sync was horrible. Um, it was awful. I do think River pulled it out by the end. It was, if River gave like the same performance the entire way through that it started out with, then I'd say yes. I thought by the end she was giving us something and she like found the energy of the song, but it took her a long time to get there. So it was never going to be a great lip sync, but I thought she had just enough to at least like win. Even if it was more of a like, I don't know, I'm thinking back to uh, God when Nina West went home against uh, against Silky and Rue gave them a big old meh, but still gave it to Silky. I thought we were going to see one of those situations, yeah. not a full double elimination. Yeah, especially a week after not giving anyone a win. Like, it just feels like <clears throat> really like, grinding to make I, it. I think that's contributing yeah. to the feeling this season of, of just people not liking it is like the negativity within the show itself. It, it definitely is very dour. Like, yeah. and I mean, the producing decisions have been way more like buffoonish. Yes. Then I mean, this show is known for like pretty, you know, I mean, it's, you, you, especially in recent. Yeah, seasons. you kind of buy into a certain amount of yeah. shenanigans. But like when I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah. Is when the third week or fourth fourth week? Yeah, it was the fourth week when they used a double save on Scarlet and Charity. Yeah. For not you know Just not a great lip sync, a perfectly like a league yeah. standard. Yeah. For a song that like should have been like a slam dunk lip sync. Like that's such a yeah. great um who do you think you are by the Spice Girls? Great lip sync yeah. song, like super high energy, like mm-hmm. could have you can do a lot to that. Double save, yeah. whatever. But then the next week the bot the two of them were in the bottom again. I'm back like, in the bottom. And it, especially on a group like advertising skit challenge, like you kind of had free reign to put other people on the bottom and and people would accept it if you edit it the right yeah mm-hmm. and but like that i think all these challenges this season have been like 
The challenges are rough. Like, I also, actually, so I, you know what? You know what? I'll push back and say, actually, and this is where I, I actually very much agree with Rue getting pissed off about the, uh, like the Alexa challenge or like the, the Google Home S challenge, um, where like, I think the premise was actually pretty easy. It would have been very easy to come up with just some like quippy voice that like goes behind uh, the drag Alexa um, and come up with a, a simple storyboard. And I think that was the worst part was like, they had an easy, they just fucked it up. Mm. They like, they didn't have good storylines that made sense. And I thought Rue actually gave some of the feedback, like, hey, this is looking a little odd. And then they just didn't work. So like, I think the challenge could have worked like any of the other advertising ones they've done. I was thinking more big picture, like, like the Dragaton challenge, I think oh, is one of the worst. The Dragaton, one of the worst that, that was absolute yeah. garbage. Um, it needed to either be a pure dancing challenge or a straight up comedy challenge, like the the comedy exercise challenge they did yeah, last potato season. Like, so do one of those. Bad and in not cohesive at all. And yeah, like that one was bad. And then what was the the one that they got the first double save on? That was um uh oh that was the girl groups which was girl, usually which, that's a highlight of yeah, the UK. like yeah. last i mean it's mm-hmm. not even last year that's the thing that, that's part of yeah. the problem is that uk2 in the grand scheme of things kind of just came out like that yeah. was at the beginning of this calendar year, yes right? yeah and like um bing bing bong ding ding dong sing, yeah, sing, song, uk hun is i don't know how but it kind of got like yeah. iconic all this like yeah, overnight, it got like, even like more than gay really yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and then last season for did UK did Drag Race UK come out in the pandemic? The first season, the first season, the first or was season, that 2019? I think it was 2019 because the second season took so long to film because they had that's to right. Oh, yeah, because they paused yeah. because, um, yeah, of the COVID break. yes, yeah, that's yeah, right. right. Um, but like whatever, I don't. Oh, Practice I want to break up or whatever. Yeah, that was, break yeah, up. Yeah, bye bye. Yeah, yeah. Great. This yeah, isn't the yeah. song. It was a lame song. Yeah. Um, which is sad because I really love Steps, the group that they brought mm-hmm. in to mm-hmm. do it. Like they have great songs, and this one was just kind of like so blah. And like, yeah. I think the casting for this season has been a dud. Like a real dud. Yeah, I agree. And I think this is another thing we were talking about is like, like it was interesting watching the episode two episodes ago when Scarlett had her full meltdown when when people chose her and she walked off set and we were kind of like, okay, this is like in theory good drag race drama happening right here. Why why does it not resonate the way that another big untucked fight would? And I think. This it comes down to like the casting in a weird way where, and I think this also reflects the quality of the challenges where these queens in every challenge I'm seeing absolutely nothing new, nothing exciting. It's like they have been studying drag race and they are kind of basically doing the surface level of each challenge. Yeah, and there's nothing to latch onto like oh that's new, that's exciting, that's cool, that like so. It just feels like spinning our wheels watching, like, I don't know, like almost like a cosplay version of Drag Race. But yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it is it is hard because, yeah, there haven't been any big surprises, I think, in the challenge. Now, granted, I think there are some things we haven't seen as much of. So, like, even if you look at uh, Charity Case, 
And like charity case, it's easy for people to put them in like, oh, this is our kooky queen. This is our Utica. This is our Thorgy. And I'm like, I don't think so. I think she represents a little bit more of the Dragula we haven't yeah. seen before. She, she definitely and, has like horror core. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's the first time that actual horror core drag has right. ever been shown. Well, maybe I, I think you could maybe argue Sharon Needles too, but like Sharon Needles was clearly working with like a much lower like budget or whatever, because that was like yeah, the first right. era of drag race. Like exactly. this is like what like right. social media era. Yes. They, right. Like it is she was like she would have killed on Dracula. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, she would have absolutely killed on that. But even then, I think like there's just some elements of Rue and the judges did not care for it. Mm-hmm. Even though like Michelle was already telling her, like, give us some versatility in episode one. And she did. Like, there were multiple challenges where she's not doing the creepy face. Like, it might not be full glam, but she's still doing pretty drag. Yeah. And then giving us some of the other looks. And even with that, they were still harping on it. Even when I found, like, her tooth fairy look that she did, I was like, oh, that was, I thought, very brilliant. I loved that. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, I feel like, didn't give her a lot of credence for that or the other things. So I think there's also some element of, even just what Rue is gravitating towards is also not lining up with what everybody else is. Because like Rue's infatuation with Crystal, she's like, she's keeping praise on her like she's yeah. smug in that same way. We know Rue loves an ingenue. But Crystal, outside of giving me like drag filter on top of a baby face filter is not giving me a whole lot, like in terms of personality. And I think that leads me to one of the things that I think this season is missing that makes me worry is there's also not any fun friendships or team-ups that we've seen in this. Because like UK season two, we had Taste and Ahura, who are super fun to bounce off yeah. of. You also yeah. had Bimini, who's just like the most genuine thing you've ever seen, yeah. having lovely conversations with Jenny Lemon and like things that felt very sincerely but touching. There were also like oh. genuine rivalries too between like yeah. Ellie Diamond and Lawrence Cheney last exactly. season. Yeah. And like, like First season, like Davina and whoever Davina was fighting. The Vivian. The Vivian, yeah. 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 I don't think. Yeah. I don't think. Um, no, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, and I guess like this is a, this was not the most social season beforehand, too, because like they went from basically lockdown, like pretty strict lockdown yeah. in the UK into filming this. So like people are not like at their most social. Like there hasn't been mm-hmm. like a drag scene that's been, really active outside of a digital space before filming so you know it's you know the dynamic is very weird yeah Um, and a lot of them seem newer so they probably just that's the thing yeah like a lot of these queens are either really young like crystal Mm -hmm. or like really really oh yeah Yeah. i forgot about anubis um (laughs) or really new to drag like vanity milan's only been doing drag for 18 months yeah and you can see that they have very like technically proficient drag let's say even though i'm Mm -hmm. not like i don't think they ever really put it together looks wise but like there's no performer developed in there outside of just dancing which is why they're so good at lip syncing but like they don't like inhabit their care their drag character very well yeah on the show Mm-hmm. Which is why I think, like, I think there was such a dip also watching Teresa really fail at this because she is yeah. more seasoned. She's a comedy queen that I expected and for a song like she had to really give us a character that felt a little more fully fleshed out. I don't know if it was more of a she legitimately didn't expect to be in the bottom and did not prepare as much as we expected or what. 
But that was sort of a deeply sad thing well, because she has more season than I'd expect. She is, and she shouldn't have been in the bottom. Like, I don't no, think no, she, no, I think the bottom I mean, three should have been River, mm-hmm. Crystal, who was horrible. At yes, time Crystal, and, and, I think and Vanity. Vanity. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I thought Scar, I hated Scarlet Snatch, Snatch Game. Okay. I hated it. The, the, look, the look was great. The look, the look was uncanny Valley Macaulay Culkin, but Rue was laughing at that. Oh, like okay. it was the funniest Rue, thing. You, you disagree, Drew. Well, okay. The thing yeah. is, Rue, it wasn't funny. Let's just yeah. get that out of the way. It was really <laughs> yeah. bizarre and off-putting yeah. and not especially funny. Um, and Rue was only laughing the way that he did because Scarlett told, did what she was did, did what Rue said. Yeah. yeah. Which is how yeah. you win. This is, it's, it's like America's Next Top Model. You do mm-hmm. what Rue and Tyra say, and that is how you win. That's, that's, yep. yes. crack, Sasha Bell cracked the code right there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> however, however, did I laugh every time? <laughs> yes. Because when the, it was, you know, the in the room that wasn't funny at all, but when the camera kept zoom zooming in, yes. I was laughing my ass off for some reason. And, and I, I say, do like Scarlet, and the look was really good. Yeah, I know. It's I don't dislike Scarlet. It's like I actually do like Scarlet, but I I don't know for whatever reason it just. I, like, oh, it I wasn't was funny. It wasn't watching funny. through my no. fingers. Every it was time also like the thing that she was answering wasn't responding or building off of anybody else. So there was no, like, there was no improv to it. No. Like some lines did not make yeah. sense. It makes me think about, I was losing my fucking mind um, during the snatch game of love on all stars with Valentina when she played Eartha Kitt. Yeah. And like, she just said sporadically like, Kronk, pull the lever. And everybody was just like, I don't know why they said she was bad. You just must not get the reference. We're like a reference by itself. Isn't a joke. You actually gotta like work it seamlessly into the conversation. You know what? Sure. But once again, and you know this, you're trying to <laughs> trick me with your witchy ways. I am not going to talk shit about Valentina on my no, I, yeah. You know I'm not yeah. gonna do that. So why why, why, why even bring why, her up? Why, well, we know why, this. Why, yeah. Um as as Val I love Valentina, as people as listeners oh. know, I won't be I won't be commenting oh, no. further on the matter. Um <laughs> yes. Don't we, you, we also love don't, Valentina. Don't you worry. Valentina, clear all, the air. All stars is when Valentina absolutely won me over. And she's oh, like yeah. my favorite, like who bananas fantasy that I absolutely love. And that's when I understood that she's like my favorite kind of crazy um, that made me absolutely yeah, fall in love with her. Not to switch gears too much, I guess. But like, I mean, Canada is also simultaneously airing right now. Yes. And my hands down favorite contestant on Canada this season before we go any further how much of you guys you guys watched the first, first two just first the first one. one yeah okay first one we, we yeah. will not get into anything um Suki doll uh, is giving okay. me an incredible mix of Valentina meets <laughs> Lisa Edwards in a way that I really enjoy oh that's um, exciting yeah okay no, I, I I feel like I just from the first episode I could definitely see that, so I'm excited to see how she uh, evolves yeah. in the first episode. I, she has a lot of the natural charisma. It was like it was very easy. It didn't feel like an affectation, but it felt like again sort of sincere delusion that really yeah. makes it work. Yeah, and I I'm not gonna spoil Canada too much, but like I think it's better than UK this season. But I think it has a pretty similar like. Um, 
problem in that like a lot of these people just haven't been social in a while I think and mm-hmm. like it's hard to see them interact but um I did I did really enjoy the Canada the premiere episode of Canada um yeah. even I think the judging on Canada will always be a problem just because yes. Brooklyn is a very good like technical judge like she's really she can like actually talk about drag yeah. in a way that like brad goreski cannot like mm-hmm. who's so mm-hmm. low rent to me i'm sorry like i know he's like <laughs> a very like high profile stylist but like he yeah. there's something about him i've always just found like very like coals okay to me um and like the people they brought in to replace stacy mckenzie are not yeah doing it either mm-hmm. um yeah. but i don't know you can you can i will say this the guest judges on UK this season have been top and bottom phenomenal. Fantastic. Yes. Say, agreed. Leanne understood all the assignments. Yep. Was fantastic. Understood all the assignments. Yep. Nicola mm-hmm. Coughlin was phenomenal. And it's, phenomenal. it's crazy yeah. because like I I think Graham and Alan are excellent. I agree. I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think Al, I like Alan stay a little more than Graham, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because Alan's like a little, he's like a little meaner and like, they haven't let the guest judges get like funny mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. almost ever. Like maybe like peak Michelle, when Michelle was like really on top of her game and like seasons like four to four to seven, yeah, maybe. But like Santina was always just like mean, mean. Mean, Ross is not good. The hilarious Russ Matthews is not... (laughs) um always good at like threading that needle carson never gets mean no Mm -hmm. um alan's like a really good mix graham is really good but like let michelle i think let michelle stay home Mm -hmm. and let i think nicola coughlin would be so good as just a but they've all been good i thought like this past episode lulu was so funny so funny yeah yeah Yeah, she again like uh, she was one where it wasn't like an feeling like an intentional understanding of the assignment, but yet she still understood yeah. the assignment. Right. Like if that makes you sense. You could tell she watches the show though, too. Yes. Like, um, and you I think to their credit, I think everyone they've gotten the season has watched the show, had watches yes. the show. Like Emma, Emma yeah. Button, Baby Spice yeah. has like gone on record as like loving it. Like all the little mm-hmm. mixed girls watch it, yep. except mm-hmm. Jessie, probably because she like <laughs> sucks. Um <laughs> and then who else has been on that's been so good? Gosh. Oh, even yes. like the dancer from. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. Peloton episode. She was great too, I thought. Yeah. She was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was, her choreography was not the best. No, but, but I think there was. As a judge, she was great. She's mm-hmm. not working with like a bright yeah. box of crayons. I was going to say, she's not working with a lot. And also, again, that whole challenge was flawed because they didn't know whether it was yeah. comedy or dancing. And uh, it came out to be neither. <laughs> So, so if you guys had to pick a top three at this point in the competition, who do you think it's going to be? Who do we think it's going to be or who do we want it to be? Well, who do you think it's going to be and who, and then who do you want it to be? Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? I, I have one right. I have an if, you have, right if you have one in the, in the chamber, go for it. I think it is going to be Crystal, Kitty, and Ella. Okay. That, I think that's my top three. That's my three yeah. right now, too. Who I want it to be is 
Kitty, Ella, and Scarlet, mostly just to watch the chaos of Scarlet making it to the top three, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Kitty is absolutely delightful, like just brings like a positive energy to the season that is really needed. Um, Ella has that kind of like rose, like you're a professional factor that is maybe not the most exciting in the world, but I really thought her snatch game was really funny and it was funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, that's mm-hmm. I agree. That's that's what I think it's gonna be. Um is going to be Ella, Crystal, and uh Kitty. Mm-hmm. And agreed, like Kitty, I think also the reason like one, she's just lovely, like and seems like a very genuinely yeah. wonderful human being. But two, she's very much been in like the maid of honor position in a lot of challenges. Like even the, you know, the challenge where nobody won, Rue like said like, oh, but you were great in that. So basically if I decided that I didn't need to give everybody a talking to you to one. Um, and she was like very close in Snatch Game and a lot of others. So I think she still is even without a win, a good contender. Um, yeah. I feel like Rue's gonna give it to Crystal. Um, if she doesn't totally, if she does, Rue, the way she talked to her, even when she was putting her in the bottom three, all Crystal has to do is do above average for the next couple of episodes, and she's got a very good shot at it. I don't want that. I want, at this point, Kitty to win. And this was the other hard part, I think, about the, the series. You know, all three of us were like, oh, this kind of seems like the obvious top three. And I think that's the problem. Is like yeah. this, late in the, this late in the game, it doesn't feel like there are many contenders. Yeah. And for me, I think that's because Teresa and Charity went home too early. Yeah, I like, I think uh, those are definitely the two or got like gone too soon outs because like well I mean Victoria I think had she not yes, busted yes. Like she had a spot basically yeah. in that top. Um, yes. I've never been like a ginormous Veronica Green stand, so like and she like deserved to go home because that yeah those that looks was, were like were the look was gone. awful and the lip sync yeah. wasn't great. I yeah. I'm gonna borrow this thought from um tom and lorenzo who do very good drag race recaps on mm-hmm. week-to-week basis they made a very astute note that veronica left last season as like sort of a glamour girl theater queen which is not the most exciting yeah drag mm-hmm. perspective but like it's a time and you know a time honored one and like one yeah. that like obviously is very durable and rooted in the art form itself yeah um but then she came back this like sort of like high concept like wannabe fashion queen which yeah. didn't suit her at all yeah like, um, it, it yeah just like i think it was a good lesson and to just like stick to what you're good at because she did mm-hmm. pretty well at it last season yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. the what was i gonna say oh the other i would also like this to happen honestly like i could see a world in which Scarlet bounces back the next few episodes and like yeah. gives them the narrative, like the Phoenix rising from the ashes and yes. knocks either Kitty or Ella, I guess. Yeah, I feel like, it, yeah. Like, cause Kitty, Kitty, I don't think has a viable path to the crown at this point, unless she wins like each of the next few Everything. episodes. Yeah. Um, Ella, they don't, seem to care about Ella too much. They don't. And Ella, like, I I think she's, like, perfectly competent in yes. Buddha Dragon, like, as you said, the Rosane world, but, like, 
not very exciting to watch like hot sure but like yeah like oh yeah that, i like hot yeah but like that. yeah i was about to say it's like very cute like the yeah. eyes slightly bigger than normal really yeah really draws you in i get that sure. but, I, but i agree with what you're saying like for kitty it's gonna be a tough run we were talking about this is for ella I think they pegged her as a more middle-of-the-road theater queen who wasn't going to have much of a story, so they didn't give her one. And now she kind of hit her stride right when, for a lot of winners, this is also kind of like the episode time where somebody who eventually became the winner started to rise, Yeah, where they'd kind of been coasting and then they hit their upward swing right now. This is in last season, that's when Bimini got her first solo Yeah, and then she started just banging them out. And then the season... Before that, I think Baga, who had been doing pretty well, and the Vivian, I guess, who had also been doing pretty well. Like, I think that was a that was a double win, right? No, uh, yeah, it was. Or Margaret yeah, Thatcher was. and yep. Vivian yep. did Trump, mm-hmm. which yeah, mm-hmm. yep. So yeah, so this know. is this is very much that clinching time, and I think that's why this probably also again feels so weird. Is this is about the time the winners are emerging, but there's only five queens. Left. There's only five queens left. Front runners just went home. We just like nobody won the last episode. Two people just went home. We feel like there's no surprises in who's going to make it to the top. While at the same time, none of them necessarily have that like ooh picking up steam energy. Yeah, yeah, none of them feel like they all feel like the the top three that we all predicted feel like they would be top six in some in any other. I yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Um, there do not feel like any like all-timer queens in this cast like the only like all-star all-star i think is kitty yeah i would say it's interesting to to, going back to friends of the pod who are the ghosts circling around us um john boone made a good point uh him when we were talking about no can can you believe (laughs) i'm kidding Um, yeah he was saying he was like i feel like of this cast, Kitty is the only queen who would have become a drag queen without RuPaul's Drag Race existing. And I thought that was an interesting point. And I like I, I think agree. Yeah, like I, I was agree. like going through the cast and I agree with that. Yep. It's like maybe a world where Teresa does, but like really of them all, like Kitty does feel like the most yeah, authentic. I, I, like, I, could, I could see is, yeah. I could see Teresa doing it. I can yeah. honestly see Scarlet doing it too. Um, just because like all the East London queens we've seen on the show have been these like really like cocky, brash, like fashiony, like gay kids. Like I think yeah. that's just like a big part of like the queer fabric in East London in general. And I don't want to like speak for British people because God forbid. Um <laughs> but like yeah, I, I don't know. Like Ella of the Day definitely has like um weaponized bfa well, yeah yep yeah. mm-hmm. energy mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit like, you know a lot of these queens do like vanity yeah. definitely does and you can yeah. just like it's so craven too because it's like and i like i like her just fine i think she's like a perfectly good drag queen or whatever but mm-hmm. like if yeah i don't know it does not feel like a pure love of drag necessarily and i don't want to like yeah. police drag as a, like a non-drag queen or whatever but, like right well and i think some of it just comes through with like you know, drag is an elevated caricature. For some people, it's an elevated caricature of themselves. For some people, it's like a totally new one they put on. Yeah. And I think when you see Kitty, like when you see her like out of drag, you're like, oh, I know who that is. When you see her in drag, it just feels like a bigger, more dramatic like version of herself. 
Whereas like for some of the other queens, like I don't really see that transformation. And that's supposed to be at the exciting thing of drag. Like when I see River, or when I see like Vanity or when I see Crystal, I don't necessarily see like, ooh, who's this new persona you've taken on or this elevation of what you are. And I feel like that's what makes some of these more seasoned queens so good at it because they've taken so long to shape this character yeah. and they can do it at any point. And that's really a lot of the performance we're missing, especially in like some of these comedy challenges. And it looks like now in the lip syncs too. Yeah. Yeah. The lip syncs have been boo-boo these seasons. The UK say, lip like, syncs are almost always bad. Yeah. The electric, the electric shock. The electric. performances though. Have- <laughs> <laughs> Balanciest queen in England. Yes. Like how? How, how does it bo- a human body do that without falling apart? Or I was about to say, just bouncing up yeah. and down from like a front split was was maddening to see. For all for all the jaw dropping, RuPaul has done it. Some very mediocre but, flopping. She yeah. should have been absolutely it was by Very that. very Kahana Montrese. Like I'm just gonna I'm gonna flip about on the stage until yeah you keep me. I, I tweeted this a few weeks ago, but it is the closest drag race has ever come to full seawafication. Um, yes. <laughs> I've never seen a human body do that. And I, it is to a, a, a five, two, like that, like candy girl. Costume. Right. <laughs> it was so off-putting, so off-putting. Yes. Like mm-hmm. it worked for the, it worked for the person. I think, uh, but it gave me a lot of, if you recall the Kenya Michaels versus Latrice Royale doing, uh, you make me feel like a natural yeah. woman and Latrice was just planted and Kenya Michaels twirling, flitting, what beat? I don't know what beat she was on. It was not that one. And this gave me like exactly that. Yeah. Um, but damn the stunts. So I'll, I'll give them that. They, Electra, Electra had a personality that she knew how to bring out on stage. It's funny that you do mention um, Kahana Montrese of all people, um, because I I do think, and I didn't watch Down Under. I know Down Under is like the worst drag race season we, ever, we probably. But like yeah. I I do think this is the worst season that I've watched mm-hmm. since season eleven. I'm I'm flipping through. Have you, did you watch any of the Holland seasons? No. Okay. I, yeah, I would I would say <laughs> excluding Down Under, it's the worst majority English speaking season since season eleven. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's um, sad. Yeah, because, I, like, I agree with that. UK has such a good track record. Like it was due for oh, a dead one and season. two worse, but I didn't think it was going to happen this early. And yeah. I think, like you said, like again season two was this year and it's this well, season started in se- the end of september well and it's i like, mean yeah. the other thing is we just needed more time it's also following an all-timer season like people yeah. talk about like uk2 like people talked oh. about like all stars 2 for a long time yeah so like following that even for a perfectly fine season is yeah. gonna be tough so for a season that's already like in a rough space like that the comparison bias is just hard to get away from they just need to take some time off from this franchise like let us be let us rest like i cannot watch i i literally 
have spent my entire year watching Drag Race. Yes. From January 1st to mm-hmm. now. I don't, I want to. I don't think I, there's been I a week a off. Break. We're tired. Yeah. No, there, there literally has not been yeah. a week off. Like, yeah, it was 13, be. which was four months, lest we forget. Right into weeks. Down Under, which was then yeah. right into Espana, which was then mm-hmm. right into All Stars. Six. Six. Mm-hmm. Which was right into Drag Race UK, like yeah, all six and Holland. Canada and Holland and Canada and Holland. And we had Holland a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. All Stars six only ended two months ago, which is weird to think about. Very weird yes. to think about. Oh wow, that is. And I, feel, really and I think we have had we've had Holland Canada, so we've had three seasons in yeah since that two months ago. And, and like, we are a stone's throw away from January, which means we just get back to like standard American seasons. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I look, I, I know I know the cast for season 14. I in, think I know the cast. It's yeah, amazing. Right. We, we're not we, gonna we, spoil we've we're not gonna spoil it. Yeah, we're we know. Yeah. I think it's a it's going to be an interesting cast at least like it seems like they've shaken it up from kind of like the rut that they've been in the past few seasons with like you have your like aquaria queens you have your like cookie queens you have like the one like shrimp is camp queen like it's (laughs) it's not like you know it's 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 you know when you cast a reality show like you do cast archetypes and everything's going to fall into a rut eventually unavoidable right. pitfall of the yeah. format but like these queens at least are from like geographically diverse cities and stuff it's not just like five new york girls five yeah. la girls and then mm-hmm. five four queens from the bottom of the ocean who are going to go home first so like yeah. it's right it's and the one chicago queen that everyone thinks is going to do well and then they send them yeah <laughs> i i resent that um, <laughs> that as a as yeah. a Chicago gay, as a Chicago, Chicago gay. Um, right. No, I, I, I do like Chicago drag or whatever, but my heart is always in LA. Um, LA girl, as it should be. No. Wait, yeah, wait. Going back to, I wanted to ask you: Did you watch Spain or Spanish? I got halfway through Spain and then moved in the middle oh, of okay. it. So, like, I never. Um, I never watched the rest of it, but I was really enjoying Spain. Actually, I thought it was a great. It's cast. great, and it gets yeah. The judging is really good. It's fantastic. I, know, I thought it was a top tier season. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I know who wins or whatever, and I mm-hmm. think Carmen Farala is. I mean, my God, is, like is one of my top queens of all time. Just so so. Yeah. That is a drag, drag, drag. Queen. Queen. like a yeah. not drag capital D capital Q. Not only that, D. she had, yeah. which I don't know if you know, she had never watched Drag Race before coming on the show, and that I love. So that like, I her. think was so yeah, which, I which love to our yeah, yeah, which to our conversation before yeah. makes for great queens because I mean you get to an episode. I all right, mild spoilers, but this way this is like the queen move is when her and another queen. Brought like a very similar outfit for a runway. Oh, oh, no, I thought you were going to get the spoiler of in the finale when they have to do a RuPaul song. Oh, Carmen just starts talking about how terrible the lyrics are. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Queen yeah. Shit. So there is Queen that. Shit. Okay, but anyway, I so then I, I won't I won't spoil. So 
Carbon pulls like one of the coolest moves on the runway that is both like insanely impressive and very endearing. So you absolutely have to finish it. I'll, um, I'll look. I'll look for it. I I only have four episodes left, so like I'll I'll get into it. I I've done a pretty bad job with the international franchises, honestly, outside of UK, even Canada though. Like I only just watched Canada season one oh yeah earlier this year after like um the sorry not sorry performance made its way onto our like pre-game road oh yeah and i i liked i was not like i did not think canada was like a top tier season or whatever but like it was pretty good this season of can so far is a slight step down from season one so far but it's mostly Mm -hmm. like a challenge issue i think and not like Mm -hmm. necessarily a queen issue um though before we go to our final game i do want to read this tweet or this um text that was sent to me from friend of the pod for the boys um about eve 6000 the queen known as Eve 6000 who by the way is a very and has historically been a very, very, very prolific commenter on the Drag Queen Reddit. Uh, the first, oh, like, okay. Redditor, Redditor the, to make the it to the show. True. Oh, interesting. Not since Trinity the talk have we seen. <laughs> Not since A Redditor she like she. <laughs> okay. Um, about Eve 6000. Where are the first 5,999 Eves? Because I know <laughs> one of them is better. <laughs> <laughs> um for the boys okay noah chantos dear dear friend of the pod and um <laughs> stylist of the stars so that's uh yeah. accurate yeah yeah mm-hmm. De- deeply <laughs> accurate okay yeah. well let's move on to our final segment we are gonna play tear the community apart okay great the rules are simple i have picked two songs and you were going to tell me which one is better Okay. So let's let's hit it. Let's, let's hit it, it, Queens. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it pumping, Queens. I'm like about to fall asleep. Um, okay, so <laughs> I have picked two Scandinavian songs. Uh, pop classics um for two experts of the genre. Um one of these ladies is a little bit more iconic than the other, but um still great. Both of these okay. songs are like 10 out of 10s. So, which song is better? Release Me by Agnes or Call Your Girlfriend by Rob. Release Me. Oh. Easy. That's the think... quickest anyone has ever answered. Yes. No, there is that. I mean, here's the thing. Release Me is the song that I want to be like listening to, like drenched, incredibly drunk, like in a bar surrounded by lots of other people. Like, that's what it does. It feels feels very freeing. Call your girlfriend. Absolutely love iconic gay song, but it's release me. Release me hits a little differently. Honestly, my brain just also finally processed that the second option was call your girlfriend. So now I feel like I was a little rash. That being said, I stand by my answer. I refuse to apologize, and I I don't know. I just feel like release me. Actually, I the reason I discovered that song i mean quote discover but the reason i first heard that song was because of a sasha velour performance on oh, yeah. the drag 
holiday quarantine special that we bought mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. last year during the holiday season. Oh, no and, way. Yeah, and it was it was Sasha Valor dressed in a Russian nesting doll outfit and slowly like okay. revealing different yes. different parts to release me. And I, My I just, outfit is it, a construct, tear it apart. Yes, yes. It, was, it, it was a transcendent moment. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yes very beautiful call your, call your girlfriend's great though mm-hmm. no, 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 and, and very solid holiday special yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, plug it we got the Sasha <laughs> Buller PR team here you want Shea Coulee as the Grinch if you want Nia yeah. West and Trinity the Tuck doing you guys okay hosting about, yeah, uh, right. the Nightgown's YouTube special too <laughs> like, <right. laughs> I, was I, don't, I don't know if we're going to go that great I don't know if we're going to go that far watch on the Roku channel now I think <laughs> that being said the Jinx and Dale holiday special was actually well worth oh I heard it was good oh that was, um, yeah. that was, that was okay. really good you know what Sorry, I was we're... watching this time last year mm-hmm. um, was the Drag Race holiday or Halloween special oh. We're oh, recording this God, a few days right. after Halloween, and um, that was I, an hour I, and a half of my life I will never get back. I did not watch that. Yeah, <laughs> I no, I have my I, limits. I did. Um, did you? Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched that. It was um, not, it was meaningless. Yeah, no, didn't need that. Um, but anyway, that was a lovely detour. Yeah, yes. so it's a scary name, right? Uh, Rob, I think if we're to pick, like you said. Robin still feels like you know the the big icon, but yeah, I think but that's Agnes is really Agnes <laughs> is really fun. I um I do think you two are the only people on earth who would pick release me over call your girlfriend. I do love that about you. Is that what you gave I, us do, the I don't think this is a it's it's not the right choice, but it's a choice that like Correct. I support. Um, Thank you. I yes. do I do I do support it, and I do think that like obviously Robin is more iconic, but like and. I mean, obviously, I would pick Call Your Girlfriend just because I do think that's the best pop song mm-hmm. of the year it came out. Yeah. Stone Cold mm-hmm. Classic, that album's great. I do want to say, though, that Agnes released a, now, a full album, like, uh, I think two weeks ago at this point. Oh. Um, that is unbelievably good. Okay. That is full. I have not listened to She's that. fully yeah. pivoted into, um, like... She's like Miss Triangle, like the like yellow mm-hmm. triangle wig. Like yeah. um, two of the songs came out like kind of early late last year, earlier this year. Um fingers crossed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. I've had playing on repeat. That's, good. that's, yeah. four, four that's good. And then 24 okay. hours from earlier this year is all like one of my top 10 pop songs of this year. Um the mm-hmm. album itself is really good, like very like disco funk funky that's um, i mean that's so up my alley like yeah, I, okay. yeah. I for the longest time i kept like when people kept saying 24 hours and saying agnes so i'm like no you uneducated adults like that's medina and then i realized they both have a song with the same name yeah and i'm like there are only so many scandinavian princesses you can at least vary your names and there's so many <laughs> only so many hours in a day too like if she made a <laughs> if she made a song called 26 hours then mm-hmm. who, who'd, who'd be the fool now yeah, or, yeah. her her yes her yeah. Um, well, thank you for I, I I understand that our answer is objectively wrong, but thank you for supporting us regardless. I I I do I do support your answer. I mean, it's it is an unconventional choice, but we mm-hmm. as gay people I can't <laughs> even finish this thought. I can't even finish this thought. We as gay people get to lead unconventional lives. <laughs> that can be so powerful. Um, uh. So. 
so yes. tantalizingly LGBTQ. Um, yes. Plus. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here today. This was an absolute joy. It um, was. It was yeah. a pleasure. Some, thank this, you. For your- this is like something for the real heads today. Like, I think. Yeah. I hope people, yeah, appreciate the. Oh, yeah. I think we got we got to the crux of the issue. I think so. I think we really uh, diagnosed Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, it's true. Call the producers. We figured it out. But it's nice to know that our our hours of watching and additional hours of stalking on Reddit and paid our collective our this this our collective between the three of us we make one fully functioning. I I think like (laughs) if they let our group chat. Oh, just produce a season of Drag Race. It would be. I think we would have the best season of all time. Honestly, very close to it. I really not all stars, not all stars. Yes, definitely. It's it's definitely conceded to agree with that. But I very much agree with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, If you would like to be found on social media, where can people find you? Okay, that's a good yeah, question. People can find us in our collective 13 posts on Instagram um, by searching either of our full names, or we can give you handles, but there's nothing that exciting to find. <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to let the people do the work on this one. I think that that's only fair. We've Thanks. done the work for them today. Great. Um, <laughs> I wish we had something to plug, but I only, I only tweet every five years, so not much there. <laughs> like Much like Adele. <laughs> Um, you only yes. come out of hiding. <laughs> yeah. um, I unfortunately tweet every five minutes, and you can find me on Twitter at FKA Pigs with a Z, on Instagram at Drew Haskins with Z's. Um, and what else? Oh, yeah. Um, I do write a weekly Substack newsletter on culturepig.substack.com where you can subscribe for free musings about arts, pop culture, and whatever the fuck I want to talk about on any given day. Um, and you can get that directly to your inbox. Um, and be sure to rate and review this podcast, Crisis Twink, hosted by me, Drew Haskins, on Apple Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Was that well done? I feel like I'm like, yes. Okay. I'm just, it sounded professional. Mm-hmm. It sounded, yes. It's 1149 um, oh PM <laughs> Central Standard Jeez. Time. And this episode is going to be out 10 minutes from now. So um, <laughs> we're, so we're, no, we're doing it. Like, thank you for, thank you for um, dealing yes. with our, our, our work schedules. Our and all that. schedules. I, 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 I appreciate it. Yeah. This, this was, is, this, this is a cross country meaning of the minds. It is. We are transcending mm-hmm. space and time. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And is that a plug? Yes. That's a plug for Pokemon Shining Diamond. Um, out next week. And on mm-hmm. that note, um, bye everyone. Bye. Bye. bye.